Welcome to the Eat with Grace podcast. We're your hosts, Jackie and Brooke push back on the culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. I'm Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and culinary medicine uh, professor. I have loved teaching culinary medicine. It's where we uh, teach our medical students how to share about nutrition using food. And I am Brooke Fredrickson. I am uh, the co-host of the podcast, and I am also a registered dietitian. I'm also a certified diabetes care and education specialist, um, and I have a huge passion for intuitive eating and helping people to heal uh, their relationship with food in their bodies. So today, we wanted to talk a little bit about um, stewardship of the body, and give us a little bit of a background, Brooke. What does that mean? So stewardship has, um, I think, a few different meanings in today's world, but from a biblical perspective, stewardship is defined as taking care of something that isn't yours. Uh, And so as believers, if we believe that God created us, that he created the earth, um, that he gave us our bodies, um, he gave us our children, he gave us our our jobs and our money, like everything that, that is currently on the earth is actually God's and we are just here to steward what he has given us. So we are just here to take care of it. We're responsible for it and how we choose to, to live and take care of what he's given us. I think, I think is a reflection of um, maybe kind of like our reverence, our reverence to God and and what he's given us. Like it's, it's us showing gratitude and, and thankfulness and honor to him for what he has given us on this earth. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Just love it. Yeah. And so when it comes to body stewardship, body stewardship is how are we taking care of uh, the gift of this physical body that God gave us? Um, because we are, we are responsible for taking care of it. And I know personal responsibility. I'm a huge believer in personal responsibility. I know that term is not always welcome in, in, in some conversations and, and, and the public square right now, I think it's it's easier to blame everyone else for our problems. But I, I do believe in personal responsibility. Uh, we all have the ability to make decisions uh, that are going to have consequences and outcomes. And, and a lot of those decisions that we make uh, can physically affect our, our bodies. And so uh, food, nutrition, exercise, activity, um, all of those things do have consequences. And, and we know that. We know that from the science that there are certain things that we do that can be beneficial to our body. And there's certain things that we do that can be harmful to our body. And so as Christians, it's important for us to recognize what those things are. But I think there's also this very fine line between caring too much and giving our body too much attention um, uh, versus not caring enough. Like we don't want to be apathetic, but we don't want to care too much. And so how do we find that, that balance or that fine line in there of doing just enough to take care of our bodies, to honor God through our actions, but not giving it so much attention that again, we're putting our body up on this pedestal and we're making our body an idol. And I think that 
that line, I think that balance is going to be different for everyone. Something we need to strive for. Yeah. 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 You know, our culture, it really encourages us um, to look after our own comfort and entitlement and self-indulgence. And, you know, this huge emphasis on like the fitness kind of um, fanatics and diet gurus, that is really a self-indulgence. Whereas God has given us the ability to have a biblical view of our body that glorifies him. And there's a tension there. And I think it's a good tension. And it's really good for us to wrestle with that because I know in my own life, I veered off to one side and then I veered off to the other side and I veer off to the other side. When my, my, when my children were tiny, it's how do you tell them how beautiful and wonderful and adorable they are without sending the message that that's what is so important. This, this kind of ties into our whole culture of um, self-love right now. I, I am not a huge advocate of the words self-love. I think that whole movement of loving yourself, putting yourself first, making yourself a priority, I do think it has very, very selfish roots in it. I think, like, I know myself, I struggle with self-sins. Like, if I'm going to have any pet sins that I constantly fall into or I'm constantly tempted tempted with, it is, like, self-righteousness, it is self-sufficiency, it is, you know, self whatever. And so when, when culture tells us, you know, just love yourself more and make yourself a priority and, and you need to put yourself first before others. Like those, those are not biblical concepts. Jesus actually said, like, lay down your life for your friends. You know, in John, it says, um, you know, more of you, less of me, like our lives should be about more of God and less of ourselves. It's not supposed to be more of ourselves. And And when it comes to taking care of our body, so many of those messages, like you said, have, there's just this tension between how much do we, do we take care of our body? um, And when does it, and when does it become too much? Um, How much do we, do we put emphasis on the physical versus, versus the spiritual? How do we find that balance? And what does that look like? Jesus gave a a message to his followers and he's teaching them. And he said, the testimony of our living sacrifices, our whole bodies presented to God as holy and acceptable in Romans 12, one. And that is such an interesting verse to think about. Like, what does that mean? I think this has to do with stewardship, but it doesn't have to do with the fitness movement and the millions of different diets out there, because all of those have this focus on our brief lives here on earth and spending way too much time on the earthly things and not giving us enough time to build up the fitness of our spiritual life and the, um, the biblical food that moves us from babies drinking milk to eating solids. I mean, that is a, a, a parable or paraphrase of, in the Bible where it's talking about, you know, this tension, this tension and 
um, growing up and realizing that there's more to this, this life. Right. And I think when I look at some of the Christian programs out there, um, you know, with the Christian weight loss programs, um, there's Christian fitness programs out there too. You know, a lot of them do incorporate um, this aspect of body stewardship, you know, and they involve, you know, reading your Bible and and praying and all this stuff. Uh, but again, I think, I think what the, what the messaging is behind it and what the ultimate goal is behind it is what's important. Because if these programs, you know, are to, are to lose weight, should we be, (laughs) and, and I don't, I don't know how to say this. This is maybe going to come across in a bad way. Should we be reading our Bibles and praying and asking God for us to lose weight? I don't know. I think that's a very personal thing between you and God. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking, but again, check your motivations. I think our motivations behind these programs and behind these prayers should be, God, help me to take care of my body better. Help me to maybe see my worth through your eyes. Help me to see my body as a gift from you and help me to know how to take care of it better rather than focusing on the outcomes of looking a certain way or reaching a certain body size. Because again, like you said, these, these are these external earthly physical things that really don't have any kind of meaning long-term in, in the spiritual and in the inter like in the sense of eternity. And so I think we should absolutely Um, be praying and asking the Holy Spirit for guidance on how do we take care of our bodies? Like, Lord, what does that, what does that look like for me? If, if for me, taking care of my body is going to a dance class once a week, because that's something that I have time for. It's something I look forward to. It's a way that I love to move my body and, you know, that, that benefits my body, then that's okay. For someone else, if, if God has called them to run marathons for whatever reason, like that's, that's their way of taking care of their body. Uh, for someone else, you know, if they feel really convicted about not eating animal protein for some reason, and they really feel that the best way to take care of their body is to not eat meat, that's a decision between them and God. And, and, and that's okay. But if, if their reasoning behind it, if their motivation behind it is, is secular and it's not, it's not relying on God and on his truths and on his word and on your, on the convictions from the Holy spirit. I think that's, that's where the trouble comes in. I agree. I agree. And I just um, think that it is really well said. So I thought if we could just talk about our purpose here. And our first is not to be judgmental about the way other people are choosing to eat. That's what we want to get away from. That is the opposite of eat with grace. So the first is to expose health and dietary dysfunctions. But that is not to judge these things. Um, The second would be to point out ways that nutrition dominates our lives when really it should be God dominating our lives. And if there's something about nutrition and fitness that's dominating our lives, that means it's become an idol. So it's just, we're just looking at those different kinds of things. And um, so while we uh, have, want to point out maybe what could be some 
problems here. We also want to give it a solution. And we haven't been talking about intuitive eating in this particular podcast, but I know, Brooke, that is a really big um, mission in your life is just to share how intuitive eating makes it just a little bit easier not to let the physical things overtake the spiritual. Right. And intuitive eating is just eating the way that God designed us to eat. Um, It's honoring our hunger and fullness signals. It's not allowing these external pressures and rules around food uh, to dictate how we eat. It's basing our portion sizes on how hungry we are in the moment. Um, And it's, you know, making sure that we're, we're, we're stopping when we feel satisfied and we're not, we're not restricting, we're not binging, we're not, we're not doing all these kind of things that are actually very unnatural with eating. And so when, when we talk about other, other programs out there or other diets out there, um, when we talk about some of those things, like Jackie said, it's, we're not trying to be super critical. We just want you to think about it. We want you to really do some critical thinking about the messages that you're hearing and how they are either um, benefiting your life, how they may be distracting you, how they may be even causing some harm in your life um, and how they've served you. And so there's, we know some really basic things about nutrition. And when it, so when it comes to body stewardship, we know, we know from science, like these, these are the, the basics that eating a variety of foods um, from all the food groups, the whole grains, the fruits, the vegetables, the proteins, um, you know, dairy foods can be included with proteins, however you want to look at that, um, some healthy fats. Like we know that when we eat a variety of these foods, eating, you know, less processed foods uh, versus highly processed foods all the time, we know that there's health benefits in that. And the people who live the longest eat that way. And so those are the kind of things that we can take into account when we're looking at body stewardship and how to take care of our body is looking at those basic things. But when we get sucked into, to the culture of, you know, taking these, these really weird supplements and herbs and vitamins and things to lose weight or decrease inflammation, or like just, just these really, I would say trendy, trendy, hot topics uh, around food and nutrition we don't typically have a lot of research around those. We don't have a lot of good research around them. In fact, a lot of it is pseudoscience and there isn't research around it. Um, but I think as, as, as human beings, we are just naturally drawn to that. Like we want to do better. We want to be healthier. I think we're always striving to find that next best thing uh, to help us, you know, meet whatever, whatever health or nutrition goals or weight goals that, that people have. And so I want you to just really think change your focus around how you see your body um, and how those things actually serve you. A lot of times um, they're very expensive. They don't work. I think, I think it's putting hope in a false hope. And that's even, even, yes, even us Christians are, are subject to that. And we are, we are tempted by that and we, we fall victim to those kind of things. And so what are you chasing? Like, what are you going after? What are you chasing? And I think finding that contentment in knowing that God gave us these bodies and our job is just to do our best with them and do just enough to take care of them, but to not put so much focus on it, that it's taking away from what he's called us to do. Make, make that your focus of finding, finding that balance and, and trying to let some of these other uh, nutrition claims and, and things kind of, kind of fall through the, fall through the cracks. 
Yes. And, you know, those who I counsel with so many times are a slave to skinny. Um, and we want to help people move to the part point where they see themselves as a masterpiece of God that has nothing to do with size or shape or age or any of those things. And our whole idea is to help people make peace with food and to make peace with our bodies and by learning to follow Jesus and not diets. Yes. There's a, uh, someone that I follow on Instagram. They actually are the, uh, the co-hosts of uh, the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. So that's another great podcast uh, for someone, for any of you listening, if you're looking for another podcast out there to learn about intuitive eating from a Christian perspective. Um, but Erin Todd is one of the co-hosts of that. And that is her slogan is follow Jesus, not diets. Um, I, I think that's an awesome way to think about life. That is that is our goal. We should follow Jesus and not diets. And so keep that at the front of our mind uh, in terms of, how we should be living our lives and making sure that those, those diets aren't distracting us. They're not distracting us. So what are, what are, so if we're talking about body stewardship, what are some other things that we can do to take care of our bodies, Jackie, aside from, you know, just eating a balanced diet? Taking care of our bodies has so much to do. Um, we think a lot of the physical aspects of fitness and uh, eating what we need, but not too much. Um, and I think those things are very important, but just as important is our emotional and spiritual health. So things that I think we can do, and I, I probably talked about this before, is trying to sit down with our family at the table together. That's going to help our emotional health. And when we're at the table to say grace, that's going to help our spiritual health. There's so much more important things that will help us be good stewards of our body. And Brooke, do you have some ideas how having a wonderful atmosphere at the table helps us with digestion and helps us with actually processing the nutrients in our food? Well, yeah, I think we want to avoid stress at the table. Definitely stress is going to definitely interfere with our digestion. Um, when we are, when we are calm, when we are engaging in pleasant conversation, um, our body does digest, um, and absorb our nutrients better than if we are at a, a, like in a stress state. So I think all conversations should be, um, as pleasant as possible. And I don't, I don't think we need to talk about food at the table unless we're talking about how, how, much we love what we're eating at the moment. Uh, I don't think talking about the nutrition of it necessarily, unless, unless I guess it could be done in a positive way. I know when my kids were little, I would talk about, um, you know, we would talk about certain foods and like what nutrients they had in them and what, what parts of our body they helped. And that was actually talking about it in a very positive way. And so I think positive conversations around food can be good. But you want to avoid, yeah, definitely any negative talk about it in terms of, you know, what you're eating or how much you're eating or, or, or weight talk specifically. We don't, we don't ever want to engage in weight talk. And so when we're, when we're considering body stewardship and how we take care of it, uh, yeah, it is a very, it's a very large, complex thing. It's not, it's not just one thing. It's not just, you know, 
diet and exercise. It really is. It's bigger than that. Like you were talking about, because when we include our mental health, our emotional health, our financial health, our relational health, like all of those things affect our physical bodies. And so making sure that we kind of, um, we're giving, you know, attention where it's due in each of those areas of our lives and doing the best that we can. I think that's all we can ask for is like, let's do the best that we can with what we've been given and just kind of let the rest go and not strive for perfect and maybe not strive for, um, you know, there's a lot of people pleasing uh, going on in our culture today where people do things looking for the validation and the acceptance of other people. And I think if we can, we can turn that to seeking God's, you know, like, like, what are we doing that's honoring God? What are we doing that's, that's um, um, pleasing in his eyes and not in the eyes of man? I, th- I think that's going to change our behaviors around how we take care of our body as well. Oh, I think so too. And I think saying grace at the beginning of a meal helps us set us up for glorifying God and um, sharing and building relationships. You know, we don't usually pray on our podcast. Uh, Brooke and I pray before, but I have a prayer. You mentioned Erin Todd and on her website, she has a prayer that I'd love to share. Says, Lord, show me where the blind spots are, where the lies are hiding in my heart, where they've taken root in my life and poisoned me, where they've pulled me off the path you have for my life. Lord, reveal to me how I've been distracted with dieting and show me what I can let go of to move forward. And I think that has a lot to do with body stewardship and will help each one of us. I know there are things in my life that God can show me where I don't have the right attitude about food or about different things. And there's always that idea of, um, you know, show me, Lord, search me and show me. Yeah. And I think like, that's what the Holy Spirit was given to us for like the Holy spirit was sent to us as a helper to guide us in this life um, until we get to heaven one day. And so the Holy spirit's job is to convict us. If there's anything going on in our lives um, that isn't good. And so I think we should, we should pray for guidance and I think we can pray for um, conviction, you know, like we talk a lot about how, how weight doesn't matter and what we eat doesn't matter. But if someone say someone is, maybe harming their body by the amount of food that they're eating. Like that is a real thing. If they are consistently eating beyond their fullness, um, if they're engaging in unhealthy binging behavior and stuff like that, like pray for conviction for that. Like the Holy spirit can convict you of that because that is harming your body. And that could potentially be seen, you know, as a sin, I guess it's also could be seen as a medical condition. It also could be seen as something else. And so it's okay it's okay to ask for those things. And the Holy Spirit is also going to convict each of us differently based on what, what we're struggling with in our lives or what, what we need to make changes in. Someone might be convicted about what they're eating and, and the next person isn't going to be. But we can't assume that the Holy Spirit is going to convict all of us the same way. Like, because like we've said, the Holy Spirit doesn't care about the size or shape of the body that we're, that he's living in. He doesn't care about the food that is entering the body that he is living in. And so we're not, it's not going to be like the Holy Spirit's going to convict all of us to all of a sudden eat organic and to exercise six times a week. Like that's, 
because because there isn't this standard there isn't this um this this way that we should all live that's that's ideal that that's biblical and so those convictions are going to come to all of us differently um and they're all going to look differently in our lives but but our our job as a christian then is to be obedient to those convictions not to ignore them we don't want to grieve the holy spirit but we do want to be obedient to him and his convictions if he's pointing out something in our lives that is a problem then it's our job to fix it that is such a, a really, really important thing that um, I think is something, one of the spiritual disciplines. And definitely, I think that this body stewardship is a spiritual discipline. Um, you know, just on a little bit of a lighter note, I'm being convicted right now because I made gluten-free cookies last night. They are made out of uh, almond flour, gluten-free, okay. chocolate chip cookies, 100% almond flour. So I didn't have any almond flour. So I took raw almonds, incredibly nutritious, put them in my food processor and made this, uh, this mixture. And I had a bunch before I went to bed. And then this morning for breakfast, I had the rest of them and they are literally gone now. Can you imagine how many calories I ate? This is probably more than regular chocolate chip cookies because it's all, all so I ate almost half a bag of almonds with all the other ingredients added to it. And I am sure some people would not be convicted that a gluten-free cookie is bad, but I can tell you my gluten-free cookies were delicious and they were way more calories than probably a regular cookie was. But I saw this recipe in the New York Times. I thought, oh, I just want to try it. And it was very good. But I'm thinking, I don't even know how anyone can describe this as nutritious. And as a steward of my body, I probably ought to not eat cookies for breakfast, even if they are gluten-free. I don't think that makes any difference. So see, see, and I would argue, I would argue with that because I think cookies for breakfast are just fine. Let me ask about, do you feel like you ate beyond your fullness when you well, ate those cookies? Well, I, I see your point and I think, I think you're making like a really good point and I am letting the culture make me feel shame yes. for what I'm eating. Yes. So yes. I mean, this is the tension that we all deal with, but go on and, and explain your opinion on this, Brooke. Yeah. So, so what I heard when you were saying that was that it was, it was too many calories and it was probably eaten at the wrong time of the day because typically breakfasts are not a, or cookies are not a breakfast food. And so what, what I hear when I hear that is rules. I hear food rules about limits on calorie intake. And I hear food rules about um, types of food to eat at certain time of the day. So again, not that it was intentional and maybe it truly is a conviction if, if you, you know, but I think the conviction should come from a place of, I ate too much at the time to the point where it, it harmed my body, where I felt sick when I got done eating. Like, I think that's a place um, of healthy conviction. I don't think eating cookies for breakfast that you should feel convicted about. I think that's an earthly rule. I don't think that would come as a spiritual thing, but that's, again, I can't tell you what the Holy Spirit yeah. is convicting yeah. you of, yeah. but that's what I heard when you said that. I honestly don't think the Holy Spirit was convicting me. I think it was the culture Yes. Convicting me of it. And another yes. thing that the culture might try to convict me of is, well, they're gluten-free, so they're healthy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. speak to that, yes. Eric. Yes. Um, all foods fit. 
all foods are healthy. And I think a lot of times when people get this idea that certain foods are healthier than maybe other foods, that they feel like they have free reign to eat a lot more of them because of that. And again, all foods are fine in moderation. I do believe in hunger and fullness. I don't believe in any specifics around that. Um, as long as we're eating a variety and balance, when we look at the big picture, I know for a fact that when I make cookies at home, like we don't, we don't bake all the time, but when I, let's say I make cookies once a month or maybe once every two months or something on the days that I, that I make the cookies, I probably eat four or five that day. I always do because it's, it's something new. It's something that I have in the house. It's something that I haven't had in a while, but I know that as the days go on, it seems like every day that they're there on the counter, I have less and less and less of them um, because it's like this new thing that I get access to. But what I'm finding is that over time with this, just because it's there and I can have it whenever I want, I find myself eating less and less of them. So if you ate, if you made these gluten-free cookies and they were delicious because they were new, you probably ate a whole bunch of them. But if you had them on your counter every single day for two weeks or for three weeks, you would probably find that a few days would go by between eating them because it's just, you've had your fill and you just aren't craving them as much anymore. And that's, it's part of that habituation pro process. And it's why it's so important for us to be surrounded by all kinds of foods and even have some of these, you know, so-called unhealthy foods in our house. Because when it, when it's just there and we have access to it whenever we want, we find that we actually do eat them less. I, I think that that's really good. So being convicted by the Holy Spirit is very different than being convicted by rules from our culture. Yes. And sometimes, you know, we're talking about the stewardship of our bodies and things that push us away from doing the right thing can actually be in our families, someone judging and criticizing how we eat. And let me give you an example. My sister was pregnant. She um, made some chocolate chip cookies and her husband is so critical of how she eats and what she eats and was so afraid when she's pregnant, she was going to not lose that baby weight or be overweight. And we're talking about my sister who weighs probably 120 pounds. So I mean, very little reason to worry, but he's super critical. And um, so she made these chocolate chip cookies and she ate a few of them. Then she decided, okay, my husband's going to be so upset at me and judgmental about how many I ate. So she ate the rest of the plate. So he wouldn't know she had made cookies. So I do think how we as families react to each other's eating mm -hmm. can sometimes sabotage what could be a healthy eating pattern. So, so there's pushback from how the culture expects us to um, eat. There's pushback, how our family wants us to eat. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to be good yeah. stewards of our body. Yeah, it is. And I think that's where we just, again, continue to pray for guidance and so that we can recognize if our convictions and, uh, you know, guidance is coming from the Holy Spirit or if it's coming from the world. We need to be able to recognize um, truth from lies. Satan likes to disguise you know, he's as himself as an angel of light. And so he's going to make things sound really good and sound really biblical, but they might not be. And so that's where it's our job to, again, go to the word, um, see what we can find in scripture, pray about it and ask for guidance um, and seek guidance on that. And I think that's when we, when we get to that place and we're consistently doing that, that's where we're going to find, we're, we're going to discover kind of the best way or a uh, God's, maybe God's 
his uh, design or his intentions for us to take care of our body and to steward it well. Yes. And, and, you know, I can just tell that this, there's a lot more that we can talk on about here. And we would like to share all these different um, ideas in future podcasts. And we hope that you'll uh, follow us and you'll leave comments, leave suggestions for us, ask us questions, because all of your questions help us to um, hone in on what our audience wants to hear, but it also helps others find our podcast. So we just really appreciate our listeners and we're looking forward to more engagement with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.